and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the rule of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. Now that I can breathe, how are you doing, Cody? I'm still holding the note, Jordan. That was part of my fun intro. I'm doing good. Ugh. <laughs> just every time you say it, it just makes me sick. <laughs> just, I didn't say I'm, I'm pretty good. good. I, I don't just... know why that you doing good and being in a good mood makes me upset, but it does. I thought it was when I said that I'm doing pretty good you got mad. I have news. Yeah, I, I mean, have several news. You can't be doing anything other than, like, miserable. You know, Jordan, this negativity, it's its a, its a disease around you, all right? You're just bringing me down. Bringing me it's down. Ca- it's called major depression, Goody. Bringing me down. Don't <laughs> Anyways, try to make me feel cause... bad for you. Don't try to guilt me into feeling bad for you. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I, I love it. Um, anywho, what have you been enjoying recently? <laughs> Having awkward conversations with you, mostly. No, okay, so there's three big things. Three big things. One, Is one the I one I want to talk book. about, or what? Yes, we're getting to that one last. One, okay. don't... Jordan, we're supposed to be simulating the fact that we don't pre-decide what we're going to talk about in well, this it's section. Not, it's not pre-decided. It's something that we talked about last week, and I'm excited to talk about it on the show. Okay, so first thing. I listened to this book called um, Reincarnation Blues. It Next. is excellent. No, it is really excellent. It's a love story. It's kind of sci-fi. Of it's, a love it's very story. trippy. But mostly the premise of the book is... Um, you ever seen... I don't know. It's like some little story about like a guy dies and then he goes to heaven. And the person... And like God's like, oh, you're going to be a God someday. But first you have to live a thousand lives or whatever. And then he sends him back to someone else. Yeah. It's called reincarnation. It's, yeah, well, that that right, that's the story, right? Is this guy, it's about the oldest soul ever. So, you know, you only get like 10,000 lives or whatever, and he's on life 9,999. So he's like out of shots to live a perfect life and and is trying to live a perfect life, basically. Okay. And it just goes through like his last five lives before living a perfect life. And it's really fascinating. It's, it's a well-done story. I... I thought the end, like, it packed a punch and felt... it. That's one of those stories that it's hard, because it, it's like ramping up to the author describing a perfect life, which is kind of loaded, you know what I mean? It's like, that's a, that's a hard... It's like telling... It's like for four-fifths of the book saying, I'm going to tell a perfect story at the end of this story, and you just have to wait. And, you know, it's it would be easy to fall on your face in that moment. Like, I really thought he was going to, like, punt and just not have that last story, you know what I mean, <laughs> and do something else or, like, have a twist. But he didn't, really. I mean, it just built to, the, like, this, like, really beautiful end, and I thought that the way they set everything up was interesting, and the way the character grew was fascinating, and I thought that it was one of those books that could have been written in a way that was very highfalutin and very, like, high language and deep and intellectual, and instead, it was written in a very normal tone of voice. So, so not even Cloud though Atlas. Yeah, no, not Cloud Atlas. It honestly, it felt more like the movie Cloud Atlas, where what? what made the main character so cool was how relatable he always was, even when he was something amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and and I loved that that even when he was like having these weird philosophical conversations with like gods and philosophers, he never spoke differently. He had a voice. Yeah, I think that's the right way to put it. The book had a voice for its main character that was extremely consistent. And there was never a point where he stopped being who he was. So that's kind of cool, you know, like when you think about what perfection is and you know, leading a perfect life, it seems like you have to become somebody else, right? Yeah. And he didn't do that. He was fully himself the whole time. Like, what he did was perfect for who he was, and the way he did it was him being, like, the truest version of himself. So he never became a different person. He was always who he was, and I, I liked that. So well, I, I thought it was an excellent book. It was, like, it's not a really standard narrative. It's not, like, a big fantasy epic, so... It was a nice change of pace. It was shorter. It was less action-packed, you know, but I, I I enjoyed that. It was like a good change of pace to the stuff I've been listening to. So there was that. Well, that's good. Um, um, what, what was that called again, then, just for anybody who missed it? Reincarnation, Reincarnation Blues? Reincarnation Blues. Okay. Yeah, really good. Really, really, really good. Um, and I then, only said it just to show you that I actually was paying attention and just having you repeat it. So, yeah. <sighs> Jordan, you know, you can't, like, try to prove to me that you're a better friend, you know? that. No, just, I'm just, no, I'm just letting is, you know that I wasn't like, oh, say it again for the audience because I wasn't listening. I was letting you know that I was saying, say it again for the audience. And there was no nothing no, it's behind fine. that. It's fine. My feelings are hurt. It's okay. Your we feelings are always hurt because you're weak. So then in the same night, instead of sleeping, I beat Ocarina of Time and finished the Umbrella Academy. Dude! So that Ocarina was one night where I stayed so up till two. Good. And call it Ocarina. Oh, no, it's you great. keep calling it Ocarina. Call it Ocarina. No, it's Ocarina of Time. Dude, Anyways, it's so good. Oh no, it's great. I love. I love the game. Um, I forgot that Ganondorf was kind of hard. Not Ganondorf. Ganon. I forgot that Ganon was kind of hard, and I died twice. You I had fairies. Ah, ha, ha. So I didn't die on Ganon. Suck it, Mister. I'm um, great at but this I, game. I just, like, did not put away the Biggeron sword. I just had that out the whole time. Same here. And I was just, like, standing there getting hit by him. And I was like, oh, this isn't a big deal. And then I looked at my health and I had one heart left. I was like, oh, my gosh, I never got heart shields. I forgot to get the heart shields. Yeah. Oh, dang it. I just kept oh, man. I just kept diving behind him and just whacking his tail. Like, I barely got hit with him. Yeah. But. No, no. Well, so I th- that was the other thing is the. F- hmm? You gone. I was going to say, I forgot in the second stage that you have to shoot him with light arrows. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I just didn't do that forever. I was just, like, trying to circle straight behind him, and I you, kept getting hit. You were I'm trying like, to Dark on? Souls oh, him, yeah. man. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I really was. Okay. Well, that's a very Dark Souls fight, too, because it is very much circle strafe, poke him in the butt. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, I failed the first time fighting Ganondorf because, you know, he destroys the floor. So instead of being in the yeah. middle with him, I stood on the side and fell all the way down. And then by the time I got back up, the floors were completely destroyed and I couldn't actually fight him anymore because he kept hitting me off. Oh, no. You have to stand on the corners. You stand on the corners. Oh, if, whatever I did is like I stood. So when he destroyed the floor, the floor didn't fall down. So and he would hit it and I would just knock his thing back and we would play baseball for yeah. a couple of seconds. And then I would beat the crap out of a little bigger on. So... Yeah, real easy with the bigger on sword yes, for sure. That's what I'm telling you. But I gave you crap about that, where I was like, I don't use the bigger on sword. No, it's totally worth it. Oh, yeah. I was I didn't use another sword. Yeah, it is the best weapon in the game. Well, best sword in the game. Well, for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, there's only one it, other one, it, but cuts, the lack of shield does suck. The what shield? The lack of shield when you oh, use yeah, the bigger the lack of, sword. See, but, I mean, Dark Souls dodge a lot. Yeah, right? Well, that's the thing is now, like, I loved fighting the Iron Nuts because it was so easy. You know what I mean? Just because it's like, oh, just backflip. Just keep backflipping. They'll never hit you. Just like, wee, wee, Th- wee, Those wee. were the giant, like, armor dudes, right? Yeah. Are they Iron Nuts or Iron Knuckles? Iron, I think they're Iron Knuckles, but dude, I just... Me and Viv would just hack it out where I was like, I barely dodged. I was like, no, screw you. I'm going to hit you as many times as I can before I get knocked away. We just back and forth did a lot. That Oh, it is. It's Iron Knuckles. Sorry. I thought Iron Nut was something. Those are... I think that was... Am I... It, it's something, but anywho. Yeah, no. Fantastic game. I'm glad you finished it. I mean, you've played it a million times before, but like... Man, Ocarina is so good. Oh, it's a Dark Nut and an Iron Knuckle. Yeah, the Dark Nuts Sorry. were the ones from the first game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are... The, the little and they're similar dudes. to the Iron Knuckle. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, but, oh, man, seriously, such a fantastic game. I would ask you, like, what you thought of it, but you've beaten it a thousand times, so... Oh, no, I mean, I, I love that game so much. I've played... It's probably the the single... It's like that and Star Fox... Yes. ...are the two games I have beaten the most. Yeah, um, no, I remember you Star showing Fox me is... all the special endings to Star Fox um, freshman year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I'm a huge Cause, nerd. Because, like, I had I, only played through the one, and you're like, no, dude, there's so much more, I'm like... There is? And we just sat down for one night and just beat it like four times in a row. <laughs> well, yeah, because there's all the different ways you can go and you get and the, to meet different and the, characters. And like, the ending with his father is the one you really wanted to show me. So I'm like, holy crap, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. That was, like, that was, that was well, such like, a fun night of just sitting there playing Star Fox for like four hours. Well, and that's such an anime ending, too. Yes. It was like the ghost dad wearing his aviator sunglasses with his son. I'm like, oh, this is like the most anime thing ever you know dude yeah oh you know what was funny though okay so this is a unique experience because i was finishing the umbrella academy while i was beating that game um i forgot to run down the tower when it was exploding because you know while it's exploding spoiler alert for the umbrella academy like vanya was cutting what's her name's throat with her violin first of all heavy spoilers for umbrella academy anyways continue i said spoiler alert um, so that was like going down as I'm trying to beat the end of the game. So I was not paying attention to the end of the game because <laughs> I was paying attention to the end of the Umbrella Academy, which is my segue to okay. the Umbrella Academy. So what did you think overall? Because I loved it. I binged it in like three days. I loved it. I liked the story. I can see the pitfalls here and there, but I really, really, really enjoyed watching umbrella i thought the acting was great i thought the story was interesting and they have a very weird setup for next season um okay so i like understand where you're coming from now more than i did at the beginning uh the show gets a lot better to me after the midway point yeah um Prior to the midway point, there just wasn't a lot making me want to watch the show, which I guess a good indication of this is I watched the first half of the show over three weeks. I watched the second half of the show in two nights where I wasn't sleeping because I was watching the end of the show. The the end, Um, they really kick it off, and I I really liked it. But my thing is, I saw the whole thing with Vanya having powers coming from the second episode, 
Oh and then, yeah, yeah, and then, right like, away, right a away. A couple, I think, by the fourth, I'm like, oh, she is the one who destroys the world. Well, see, that's kind of okay. So part of the problem with this to me is that this is based on a comic book, and now it's hard to know what came first and what was original. But that was the story of the show Heroes, which is a very similar oh, show. I never watched Heroes. Yeah. Well, you you should actually. It's pretty good because it's. It's a comic. It's not a real comic book. Yeah, but it's a. But yeah, I, I get you. It's in the style of a comic book show, and that is the story of the first season. There's a character who has he. You know he has powers the whole time, but you also kind of know he's going to result in like this giant cataclysmic explosion, and the so he's like a ticking time bomb that everyone's trying to stop him, but they don't know it's him yet. But you kind of do as the viewer. So that kind of tone and style and plot structure of like the hidden I'm a nuclear bomb character I've just already seen because I really liked the show Heroes so to me that wasn't a big twist it was like as soon as Vanya walked in I'm like oh she's the bomb she's definitely the bomb there is no way that she's not the bomb because why would this dick keep her around the pills and it's like well, clearly she's taking the pills so she doesn't, oh, yeah. like, explode. Right, right. Well, and just everything about her where she's all like, I don't matter. I'm the irrelevant one. I'm really irrelevant. Guys, I'm so not important okay, Cody, to the plot. I get it. Like, I yeah, get we it. get you it. Didn't like it. We get it. <laughs> no, it's, and that's the thing, though, is she kind of flipped on me. Like I liked her more in the beginning than I did at the end. Like at the beginning, I did not dislike Vanya's character. I just thought that she was very, for lack of a better word, Ellen Pagey. You know what I mean? I like Ellen Page. She's like, I don't dislike her, but she's like the misunderstood misfit. You know what I mean? Like she's like, I'm the quirky weird one, you know? And I'm like kind of drab and monotone or whatever. And that's fine. I just didn't, it didn't draw me in necessarily. Um, but then at the end, it just like got so obvious what was going on. And it took so long to get there. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? I get, yeah. We're like, she meets the guy and I'm like, I wonder if he's evil. Oh, you could tell he's, he's a freaking probably creep from bad. the very first time he enters the like show. It's like, there's something up with this guy. Yeah, he's it's like up to something. He's very weird. You're making... Yeah, I mean, right. They were and very it's just like, obvious about showing their hand for most of the stuff that happened. Right. So that kind of like irked me a little bit. But then, really, what kills me in the second half is that my favorite character somehow became Klaus really quick. Yes, I loved Klaus. But it took them. It took them seven, eight episodes to do something interesting with him. I thought he got really... Like, See, I liked him from the beginning, but I thought he got really so interesting when he long. did the time travel thing and he's like comes back. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's when he... When he I comes back and really all of a sudden he's a lot more mature. But I liked him from the beginning because I like that type of weird, quirky character that no one likes, but he still well, just makes jokes in the background. So th- this is... This is like... It's a little bit unfair because it's a show I love, I know. So, Steven Universe, right, is a great show. Yes. And, I know, right? And there's a character that's kind of similar to Klaus in that show. So, the, you know, they have, like, their super team. And there's this character named uh, Amethyst, who's, like, 
she's the youngest one. She's the one who's always making stupid jokes. She doesn't take anything seriously. No one respects her. She's like the comic relief of the she show, like right? The blue chick or whatever. But there's a. She's purple. Purple. Um, and she's short. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a scene later in the show where, like, something really horrible happens and the team all falls apart. You know, they're all, like, handling it in different ways. And she's just pretending like it didn't happen. And at one point, the main character is like, you seem like you're not handling this. Like, why are you not acting like something bad's happened, like something horrible's happened? And she's like, well, yeah, but I'm more worried about how you're doing and I'm not going to put all of my baggage on you. She's like, everyone else is going to pieces, but I'm here for you because I'm your friend. So she's like, yeah, obviously I'm upset about this, but that doesn't mean I have to like take it out on you or fall apart in front of you. Mm I'm handling it myself. I'm okay. I want to make sure you're okay. And he's just like, so you've been trying to cheer me up this whole time. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, you're the most mature person that's here right now. And, you know, she's, and that's what I felt about Klaus where there's like the turn where it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, Klaus is the one who's actually put together right now. You know, everyone else is a mess, but Klaus at least... He has Well, no, I mean look at it. When like what's his name is drunk at a rave. Yes. The other girl goes off by herself and well, gets her throat they, they, cut. Diego is on like a murderous rampage. Five is just decided to go and murder people for no reason. And Klaus is like, Hey guys, like let's let's maybe yeah, figure he, this he, out. <laughs> you know I liked his character because he is the goofy, like he's a drug addict, he has all these problems, but like when he needed to, he pulled it together very well. And like he's like, yeah. okay, well, I need to have my mind 100% focused, so no more drugs. I have to go to this club. And even though they're doing drugs everywhere, I'm still going to, still going to like, yeah, fight for my family. Yeah, no, I, I, Klaus became, yeah, like I said, he became my, like, not like your self insert character, but the relatable character, you know? Um, so I really liked him. I almost wish they had given less description of what happened to him in Vietnam. And I'm glad, though, that they didn't give a ton of description and they just had him walk into that bar yeah, of veterans just stare. and just like stare at that picture. And I was like, that's actually a really good scene for Klaus because yeah. everyone just assumes he's making a joke and he's not. And it's such a change for him to be like, normally he'd be here acting like a fool but now he's like he's actually here because he served in vietnam and is like yesterday his yeah, friend died you know the only or thing i, guess I didn't his, like with the whole died, thing you know? is just that at a point like the whole oh no one takes him seriously thing was overplayed especially in the last episode or something where he's like okay straight up guys yeah. i've been talking to ben this whole time and they're like oh, okay you're just an idiot whatever and like he's show- proven himself Multi- again and again and again in the last like four episodes and you're still thinking he's just an idiot no freaking hear him out like i didn't i didn't like how they still pushed yeah. it until the very very last second where he manifests yeah. ben but it's just like at this point they should be taking him serious because he's shown that he is a serious character well and i think that's kind of part of my problem with the show in general is it just feels like it took way too long to get to what the plot was i get you because there was just like a lot of dicking around in the beginning, which I actually watched some stuff about the original plot of the comic book makes a lot of sense yeah. now because Hazel and Cha Cha are in not that in arc. the least bit, and 
And so it makes sense now because it almost does feel like two stories put together. And it is two stories put together. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like the Hazel Cha-Cha thing just felt too separate. And I really like the whole Hazel Cha-Cha, but like that could have been its own show, honestly. It was really tough because like... I get what they did with like Hazel and Cha-Cha or it, it's kind of a, what's it called? Pulp fiction where one of them kind of turns around yeah. and the other one doesn't. But it's like conflict of interest where I'm sitting here getting invested in what's happening with Hazel, but I'm also kind of like, he should probably die. You know, right now, I think Hazel should get killed, you know? And so I'm not really, I don't really care that much about him, you know? I thought he was funny. I liked his character. I thought both of them were great, but it was just weirdly placed in the show, yeah, you know? Yeah. But again, that scene at the end where Hazel comes over and five just like lets him in and he's like, I don't even I know what really we're fighting like about that anymore. Scene. That was a good scene. That was great. And I thought it was funny that, you know, like what he told Diego, he's like, at some point we just have to stop killing each other. He's like, there's just no point anymore. We got to stop this. I know you're mad, but we can't keep stabbing each other. And I'm like, that was good I, good scene i think they made a lot of um, good choices and i and i under i understand what did, you're saying about yourself but i think they made a lot of good choices and it's not a perfect show but i did enjoy the heck out of it yeah the the white violin the white violin was probably the thing where i like rolled my eyes the hardest like the episode of her character <sighs> I mean, it's what I texted you. It's when she became the My Chemical Romance Super <laughs> My Devil. My Chemical Romance Super Devil, You know, yeah. she had... Well, you know, she has the whiteout contacts, and now all of a sudden she wears, like, the exact suit from My Chemical Romance. She has, like, the lanky, straight the black my, hair. The My like, Chemical... See, when you said I, that, I'm so... I oh, get geez. it. It's like, it's, makes me mad that you're saying this, but it's so true. It's so true. And I mean, the comic book, I liked how it looked better, honestly. Where she has the F-holes on her side and then the um, rest of the bridge is a thong. Yeah, no, I actually thought that was better because it was more like over the yeah, top. You can see they were still trying to like hold this show to some sort of reality. So that's why they didn't go as over the top with their yeah. character. But I well, mean, either costume's fine. I almost think that's a problem. Like, I would have rathered the more cartoonish thing a little bit. Like, I think they could have gone a little bit sillier, and I would have liked it yeah. a lot more. You know what I, I mean? Just, like, the touch more goofy. Like, if the gorilla guy had been much more clearly a gorilla guy. Because, I mean, he was funny when he was, like, way too big and, like, clumsy moving. Like, every scene where he's running is amazing. Because he, like, doesn't move his arms, you know? He's just kind of, like, lumbering along all weird and goofy looking. Um, So I thought, like, more exaggeration in that would have been okay. Um, But yeah, I don't know. And then the thing where they, like, captured Vanya and, like, locked her in the basement. Which was totally effed up. Well, I was fine with that. Well, no, it's not. Like, I don't 100% disagree with them on doing that. What I don't get is why didn't someone stay down there with her, like, writing notes to her? They had a or window. Or an intercom like, system or anything. Say, like, yeah, just, like, say, hey, we love you. We're just trying to figure out what to do. We're just scared, you know? Like, we forgive you. We're not mad. You're not staying in there forever. But they just, like, woke. And, like, because she had the paper. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's, again, it's one of those things where they have to do where everything it's like, to set up. Like, you know, because you know what's going to happen. So you have to do everything to set up yeah. the thing that's about to happen. And it was like twisting the knife, you know. And 
she kind of had a good reveal where she like listened to her own heart and then used that to use her resonant power, whatever. That was kind of cool. But it's like you can't set up a situation where there's an obvious middle of the road right answer that makes everybody happy and then just be like, never mind. Because what was awkward was she's like sitting there begging for human contact, right? Just like anything. She's like screaming, I'm sorry. And then what's her name like holds up a note that says, I forgive her. And Vanya can't see it just because there's someone standing in the way. And I'm like, just this whole problem would be reconciled by a sidestep to the left. You know, like it really is like, oh, yeah, we could take her back in time and fix her. It's like you could have easily fixed her like any of the time before this happened. Yeah. Like all you had to do was basically fix her with a hug and it would have been okay. You know what I like, mean? He's like, oh, I'm so, it's essentially like, okay, the you scene know, when she if, walks in the house and like he greets her at the door, like you know, puts her in the sleeper hold. All he had to do was a normal hug, like here you have to wait here, and then we'll show, um, we'll take you to Allison. Everything's fine. Everything will be fine. That would have it would have solved the well, whole issue. And I get, I even get him choking her out. You know what I mean? Like she had attacked Allison and almost killed her. They did not yet know that encounter was kind of Allison's fault. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I actually thought that scene was really good. Where you can kind of see both sides of it, but it's like, you can't say, I've heard a rumor in front of her ever again now. You know, like, that is horrible what you did yeah, to and her. And it's not totally your fault, but it's like the wrong thing to say, you know? And so... I don't know. Yeah, there was just like, I get that they can't have that be the resolution, but it feels like the story made it to where that was the actual resolution, but they needed to have an apocalypse at the end. Yeah. So, you know, Look, have man, this stuff I got happen. you. I, I understand you. Also, this is going to be split into a bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way we do our bonus episodes where it's when we've realized we've talked way too long about yeah, something. Where I look like, at the time, it's starting to say, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, it's been this amount of time. Our our <laughs> audience is going to have to listen to the whole thing and dig into what the actual show's about. So we're going to split it out. Also, I'll say, check out the Umbrella Academy. Honestly, look at some of the artwork yes, in the Umbrella the Academy, though. Good. The comic book looks really cool. It actually does look really neat, and the characters seem interesting, but uh, I don't know. The show just had a few little things that I think could have made it I think you would really like great. the comic book a lot more than you liked the show. Yeah, even the way that Diego is portrayed in the comic book is a lot more interesting, because Diego kind of didn't fully make sense to me. He's like the least fleshed out character, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's just, like, he liked this girl, and that's no, it. That's, like, that's his whole character. That's not the same story arc that he has in the comics. No, no, it's not. Because, it, I, like I said, I looked up what the story was. Same year, um, I've read a bunch of stuff about but, it. Just because I was so interested, like, should I read the comics, like, because I've really liked the show? And it's like, eh. Oh, no, another great thing, though, was that, like, going back in time and seeing the same day play oh, yeah, out a little bit Oh, yeah, the two episodes, the day that was also really the day fascinating. that was, th those were really good episodes. Yeah, no, well, and especially, like, uh, is his name Luther? I, I, I can never decide whether to call him by number or name. Yeah. It's Luther and Allison, right? Yes. Is Gorilla Guy and the Rumor. Their little interaction where they danced, I actually Dude, thought was I really cute. I love that scene so uh, much. And, like, every dance scene that they've had in the show was yeah, really fun. 
I actually like completely the, agree with that. The the dance scene where he put he puts on a record at yeah, the, the beginning. Yeah, the one the I the think we're alone now dance scene where they're all in the individual rooms doing their own little dance because it's like, yeah, this is a crappy situation. I kind of hate these people, but you know, whatever. Well, and I think that's such like a interesting nod to their relationship, you know, where they can't be remotely vulnerable yeah, with each and other. They have in the to same go room. into their separate. You know, it's like and the way that was shot was really, really well done. Yeah, it like looked like a creepy dollhouse, which again, it feels pretty My Chemical okay, Romance. What that is your point, problem with My Chemical Romance? Let's hash. Let's hash this out. Okay, right now. here's my problem with, with My Chemical Romance. Look, it's just. I don't hate I I don't I don't have the whole like shut up dad like mentality so I don't relate a lot to it cuz I just was never a very angsty teenager which is fine but the problem is there's like little tastes of that in the show Oh yeah everywhere and that's everywhere some of Yeah that's like the whole show right it's just like the shut up dad you don't know my I'm going to go to a rave I'm going to do drugs now dad you know like that's the whole show which is fine, but there's times when it just doesn't feel very justified or doesn't make a lot of sense, you know? It's like they live in, like, a weird, like, dysfunctional Victorian home. It's like, okay, I get it. This is very My Chemical romance And they're like, my mom's a robot. Like, I get it. I get it. Your mom's a robot. She doesn't understand you. My dad didn't hug me much. Like, okay, yeah, like, I get it. Um, I actually found the dad more interesting later too, but it took way too long. But yeah, so like I understand the My Chemical Romance stuff because I was an angsty teen back in high school. So I, and I also get that you were not that type of person. So seeing that is... It's just sometimes it felt a little hammy, yeah, but I, I mean, guess is my point. Like the dancing alone, good scene, yeah, but a little I, hammy. I, I like the dancing you know scenes. I, mean? I thought they were very cute. All the dancing scenes were very cute and well executed. I did think that was really good, though. Like, it was hammy, but it was effective. I thought that was an interesting thing for them all to do. Because it, like, shows that they all yes. relate on this level. Relate together. But they can't say it to each other. Like, none of them can, like, put down the shield for a minute and be like, Hey, we had an awful life. And we have trouble dealing with it now. Like, none of them ever want to say that. Because they're all so defensive, you know? And, like, Luther finding out that his dad didn't respect him, really? The dad was just an awful person through through. There was, like, no redeeming quality about him, period. No, where's the the redemption? Where is it? See, that's where the end... Was he wrong about Vanya? But the way he treated it was wrong. Well, no, should he have just shot her in the her head? Know that she has powers, but let her know that she needs to keep this under control, and thus okay, or found a way to well, help her control it rather than just being like, "Nope, we're not going to deal with it. We're not going to deal I'm with not it." Period. Saying, I'm not saying what he did was the right thing. What I'm saying is it was very um, and also the thing he did to Luther, the thing he did to Klaus, everything he did was wrong. Everything well, he did was wrong. Luther, I almost agree with. Like Luther, I actually Lying kind of understand. Sticking that him on a moon isolated, where it's like, like you could have given him any other mission. That's true. Again, it's like everything made sense in a much more real way than it deserves. Like I almost think he was right about Klaus, because like after that conversation, no, no, he hear me out. Hear me out. An eight-year-old child understand. in a mausoleum, a child who could see the dead, who was being like to the child being terrified by the dead trying to talk to him. You think that's okay? Yes. 
I don't necessarily think it's okay. Let me let me rephrase this. So yes, Luther, let's, let's start with Luther. I think he was entirely right to think that Luther would go to pieces if he thought he wasn't valuable. And if he thought he was not the most valuable and the most special. Because Luther's whole identity was wrapped up in, I am number one. I'm the best. And then getting turned into a monkey is kind of going back on that. You know what I mean? And it's like, ah, I get why he would think that's... It's not like I think he was right to do any of these things. I think it was understandable and not I still think he's evil. an awful sack of crap. I think he was... Uh, the Vanya thing, I actually think is almost like... If you're like, look, if she thinks she can do this... If he's like, okay, there's no one else that can train her other than me. And if I can't train her, she is dangerous. Like, extremely, extremely, extremely dangerous. Like, world-endingly dangerous. It's like, he kind of had the choice of, like, either I kill her, I leave her locked in this room forever, or I have to take away her powers somehow, you know? It's like, I understand how we got there. Because the other option is, like, what? Just, like, give her to someone else? He's not equipped to handle her. I feel like... You know? I feel and like he's, like, such just roll the dice and give her to someone like, else? Create, makes his own robot mother. I think he could have figured out a way to deal with Vanya that wasn't completely stripping her of her... Well, okay, you can take away the abilities, figure out a way, but then straight up completely excluding her from the team and constantly telling her she's not good enough. It's 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 abuse. All, well, all of it I is think abuse. Somebody told her she wasn't him. good enough. I don't. I'm not saying I agree with it. What I'm saying is I understand why he thought it was the oh, best option I can see for that, him. But abuse. like, <laughs> lots and lots of abuse. I don't think that he was trying. To, well, and that's like the thing is like, obviously you're supposed to draw parallels to like your like other people's lives, right? This isn't just something Wait, that what? exists in like I'm a kidding. vacuum. But what I'm saying is that these characters are meant to be relatable. So the show is yeah. not just about Vanya, right? It's supposed to resonate with things that we see outside of that. So I get that there's like unfortunate parallels, but in the show, the way the fiction is written, she is legitimately extremely dangerous. She's basically a kid with a gun that she can yeah. never put down. You know what I mean? And you have to disarm that somehow he tried, you know, and he was like, he did something. It wasn't the right something, but he tried. Um, and then Klaus, like, I think in his head, it was like, well, like, Klaus has to be better, you know? Like, he thinks that these kids are going to have to save the world. And it's kind of like the Severus Snape thing, where it's like a way of reading Harry Potter is Severus Snape was a villain to Harry for so long to make him learn how to fight yeah. villains. You know I, what I, I mean? Under, I understand what you're saying. I don't it's agree like, with it, but I understand what you're saying. I don't think he was their parent. I think that he was their, like, nemesis. Yeah. And he knew he was their nemesis. I don't think he was trying kids, to be their parent. I think he was trying to be an antagonist. And I know that he made the robot mom for them to have that parent, but... Oh, no. I mean, they just didn't have they one. Just, they, they just didn't, they didn't have, have parents. Have par it's like, horrible. And it was just a house of lies and all this other stuff. And it just, it was, I think he was a terrible, terrible human being. But I like the story. You hear that, audience? I like stories about abuse. I think abuse. that he is, 
I think that he was a person who was a villain knowing he was being a villain for a reason that he thought yeah, no, made I, sense. I, I, He's slightly I understand, more I understand it. I understand exactly what you're saying, man. But again, you didn't get that until no, like yeah, exactly. Nine. You don't get that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like the show. Well, and really, you just didn't get anything about him. You know, like it was, and that's again, it was like a black. I didn't know what he did for episodes. You know, like eight episodes. They're all like, "Dad sucked." I'm like, that's why he was I, th- stern? I honestly think like, that you would like the comic. Right now, I haven't read the comics, but I think that you would probably like you, Cody, would like the comic. Oh, I think I would. Yeah. No, I mean, even the art style yeah, dude, is really the cool. Artist it is looks interesting. Good. Like, I've looked around. Um, it it kind of reminds okay. me of Hellboy okay, in some ways, which so I like. So this is a bonus episode. I want to talk to you about something with Hellboy on the actual preamble for the episode. But but anyways, so you got anything <laughs> else to say about Umbrella? Um. Oh, gosh. Um. Cody, hurry up. <laughs> I... I no, I just I like that. Uh, what's his name? Diego is like uh, his powers just kind of suck, and they really never well, yeah. give him better powers. <laughs> He's like, I can hit things with knives, and it's like, is that really that great? No, it's no, not. It's not a great. Not power. really. Anyways, is that all you got, man? Um, bro, <laughs> make up your mind. Was there ever an outfit where you did not see? Um, what's her name's Allison's well, she, midriff? It was just like every shirt. Okay, okay. Just we like could, we could t- definitely shot. talk about that you know I mean? another time. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was like every single one. It was like her style. I mean, she pulled it off, but I just, it's just a, it's just a. I, I think it, I think it matched. The, I think it matched. Jordan, do you have anything else you want to say about it? No, I agree with that. Anyways, Jordan, is there anything else you want to say? No, I want to end this bonus episode so we can start the real episode. Why, Jordan? Do you have something to do tonight? Go to bed. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to this bonus episode when where we ranted about the umbrella and Cody had a couple of other things. We're going to get into the real episode where we do worlds about Shakespeare. What Cody said he had a yellow card, so I don't even know if we're doing Shakespeare worlds. Let's find out. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>